It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Best-selling author Bruce Feiler was a young father with twin daughters when he was diagnosed with cancer. Worried about the possibility of not being around to help his daughters grow up, he reached out to six men from his life and asked them to be present in his daughters' lives and to convey certain life lessons to them. He called this group of men the Council of Dads, and he's joining us today on Amy's Table. Bruce, welcome, and oh my God, what a journey. How old were your daughters when you were diagnosed with cancer? Uh, they had just turned three, and they were girly girls, and they were into princesses and uh, cupcakes and, and all those manner of things. And I just kept thinking of the walks I wouldn't take with them and the questions I wouldn't be there to answer about what would Daddy think about this or that. So I had this idea to reach out to these friends, and it ended up being six friends from my oldest to my newest friends and uh, my camp counselor, college roommate, and people like that. And I then sat with them, and I said, what's the one? I gave them each an assignment, basically. You be travel dad, you be nature dad, oh. values dad. And then I said, what's the one piece of advice you would give to my girls? And their answers, as you said, were so moving to me, I decided to write this book, The Council of Dads, so I could have this wisdom in one place, both for my girls and then for anybody who might like to come along. Well, I, I have so many questions for you. The first is, when you were diagnosed, you were juggling several roles, obviously, dad, husband, person who's been diagnosed with cancer, you know, person facing their own mortality. How was that? How did you, was your first reaction for your daughters? Or it really did... was. I think that what happened to me is, is, I have to say, I sort of melted away. I mean, I had been, look, I had lived a full life. I had written... Uh, uh, eight books at yeah. the time. I've uh, been to 60 countries, Walking the Bible, Abraham, uh, were um, popular books. And to me, I created a sort of, I don't know, wrestling death cage match, if you will, between my daughters and the cancer. Use them as fuel to fight the cancer, fight the cancer for them. And I think that what's interesting is though this idea of creating a council of dads came out of a moment of fear. Now, two years later, I'm cancer-free. I'm doing Good. quite well. But the council has become an even bigger part of our life because I think at its heart, this isn't really about illness or even about fatherhood. It's about friendship, a way of getting your friends intimately involved in your family's life. Because, you know, we have our work these days. We have our family. But somehow friends get pushed aside. And this is sort of a bridge to say, I want my friends involved in my kids' lives, which is the most important thing in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how did you select these particular six men? Was it their character traits? Was it the closeness of a friendship that you had? The answer to that is yes, in a word. Uh, it's a combination <laughs> of things. When, when I first had the idea, I didn't want to tell my wife. I thought we should focus on the positive. But then I broke down the next day. I told her, and she loved the idea, but she quickly started rejecting my nominees. <laughs> uh, she said, well, you know, I like him, but I would never ask him for advice. So starting a Council of Dads was a very efficient way to find out what my wife really thought. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so we ended up with a set of rules. No family, only friends. We figured our family would already be there. Then um, only men. We were looking for male voices to fill the dad space. Yeah. And then intimacy over longevity. Maybe some of my newer friends might better capture the dad I wanted to be. But as you said... It was some close friends in the end, and then some people who were, who filled 
kind of a certain part, like, oh, we needed someone to talk about nature, or we needed someone, I love to travel, so here's someone to teach them about travel. Here's someone who, ha- who can teach them how to dream. So we did a combination, but we really wanted, and I think this ends up being really helpful. I mean, think of it as almost like forming a team of godparents. Yeah. And I think this idea of assigning them roles, which I did for really emotional reasons, ended up having a real practical benefit because it... It, it reduced the burden in, in a way, and it also gave everyone a specific thing to do. Now our girls, you know, cut to today, two years later, love it. They have nicknames. This one's Tractor Jeff because he <laughs> takes them on a tractor. That one's Chocolate Chip David because he makes cookies. That one's Tadpole Ben because he takes them fishing. Uh. And they've now gone to my wife and said, well, Daddy has a council of dads. We want you to have a council of moms. And that's really what it's been about. It's been about you can't have too many adults love your children. Oh, no, you certainly can't. And I know that on your website, there is actually, whether you're ill, whether you're not ill, whether you're a father or a mother or neither, there's a a sort of a little spreadsheet to learn how to create your own council, which I think is so inspiring. That's what I was saying to my daughter yesterday. I said, I wish I had a little council for you. Well, I think that's what, 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 you know, if you go to counciloofdads.com, there is that how to set up your own council. And what's interesting is what people say to me about the book is, I think about you for the first 10 pages, and then I think about me. Who's in my council? What's, who's my long-lost yeah. friend I haven't reached out to? What advice would I give to my kids? What, how can I use this to get close to my parents, who may be a dead parent that you, that you still long to have contact with? And what's interesting is I'm hearing, I'm seeing single moms do this, especially if they're estranged from the husband. Yeah. They want male figures. I'm seeing parents of teenagers starting councils of moms and dads because teenagers need to separate and they want trusted friends around. I'm seeing people who lost a parent when they, when they were young or even recently, you, giving the book to friends of their, their parent and saying, uh, can we use this to have a conversation uh, about mom or dad? So there's something, I mean, I, I had a very particular story, and yet somehow this book, the idea of the Council of Dads, has touched a universal core. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can get it from so many different angles. Well, I'm curious, how did the gentleman react when you said, okay, I'd like this? I mean, that's a, that's a boy, talk about an honor and also, wow, it's, it's serious. Well, they definitely took it as an uh, honor. The first time I went, we went up to Vermont to induct my travel dad, Jeff, in, and, and um, I hadn't done it before, and I had written this letter to each of the men, but instead of emailing it or mailing it, I decided to read it in person. And so we went and we sat in this apple orchard and I read my letter and at the end I was crying and Jeff was crying. And then he looked at me and he said, uh, yes. And I was like, yes, I kind of had forgotten there was a question at the heart of it. Right? And, <laughs> and it really never occurred to me that somebody might turn me down. <laughs> and I said to him, well, okay, so you're my travel dad. And look, what's the piece of advice you would give my girls about how to take a trip? And he said, I would advise them to be a traveler, not a tourist, and to approach a trip as a child might approach a mud puddle. You can bend over and look at your reflection in the mirror, or you can jump in and thrash around and see what it feels like or smells like. And I'd like to see you back here at the end of this experience covered in mud. And I got up and I went to my wife and I said, you know, I realize that this advice may be intended for our girls, but you know what? I think we're the ones who need it. It's going to really affect us. I think that's really been the secret to the Council of Dads and why people are responding to this book, because Linda, my wife, and I, we did it for the girls, 
but it's really changed us. Oh, I bet it has. I mean, truly, just ch- talking to you now, I feel like it's changed me, and that's just on the surface. Truly, I can see that everybody should have their own counsel. It almost makes you stop and say, okay, this is counsel of dads, but do I have people who fill these roles just in my own personal life? It's a it's a time to look at your friendships, as you say, and, and where do you need to bulk them up a little bit? You know, maybe where do you need to do some pairing? <laughs> we don't, um, you know, what's interesting, we don't, When you actually stop and think about it, friends are not exactly honored in this culture. I mean, we've got Father's Day, we've got Mother's Day, we've got birthdays, we've got Secretary's Day, you know, we've got Memorial Day, we've got Labor Day, but there ain't no Friends Day. I mean, there isn't really a a day where we celebrate our friendships or an occasion. And, and, And I have to say, on just at the simplest level, sitting down with your closest friends and telling them what they mean to you, it's an incredibly rare and powerful experience and it, we just never do it but when you do and i think linda joked that these conversations when i asked men to be in the council of dads were like six different marriage proposals i sort of friend married each other. <laughs> um and i have to say we're really feeling i mean i'm by the way i'm seven for seven i got six men in my council of dads and my wife so I'm there you go well i've got to tell you really truly your your uh, odyssey with all of this is a gift to everybody who touches it again it's the council of dads my daughters my illness and the men who could be me by bruce filer and bruce it's just amazing we can send people to your site again it's councilofdads.com and we'll put all of that information on amystable.com as well thank you so much for joining us today i just love talking to you and and really feel honored to hear your story Thank you, Amy, for sharing it, and um, uh, I hope people will come on this journey with me and reach out to their friends and feel what we feel, which is security uh, and love and life. Thank you, Bruce. My pleasure. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! We all have a lot on our plates. Work, kids, relationships. And sometimes it can be hard to just catch a breath. When life is go, 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 it matters where you stay. Hilton's family of brands is team members dedicated to making you feel truly cared for so you can mentally check out before you even check in. Take the break you deserve and book your next stay on Hilton.com. Hilton for the stay. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa. With over 50 years of sports betting experience, Fred is known in the U.K. for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.